This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. Paradiso Canto 10. Dante's Divine Comedy is a work of intricate structure and mathematical precision. As we move through the poem, Dante reveals ever more details that illuminate not only what we are reading at this moment, but what we have read before in the poem. For this reason, we must read both horizontally and vertically, looking back at how our knowledge of what has come before matures as we move forward. Reading vertically, we now realize that all the tenth canti of the Divine Comedy mark important transitions in each realm, a new beginning that introduces the pilgrim into the more perfect area of each canticle. In Inferno 10, we passed into the city of Dis, and the hell of suffering and torment began in earnest. In Purgatorio 10, we began the climb up the mountain on the Terrace of Pride, leaving behind Antipurgatorio. And here in Canto 10 of Paradiso, we're at the sun, passing out of the shadow of the earth and the planets, moon, Mercury, and Venus, that qualified the blessedness of the souls by their sinless deficiencies, unfulfillment of their vows, their ambition, their wantonness. Dante marks this transition into the purest spheres of heaven by opening this tenth canto with a complex invocation of the power of the Trinity, expressed through the description of the mechanics of the cosmos. The Son of the Trinity becomes the Son of the Cosmos as it manifests its presence in time, moving through the zodiacal signs. In this cosmos, all movements are ordered and are signs of divine providence. The celestial spheres express joy with their circlings, which are ovals as they yearn to be closer to God at the apex of their arcs. The earth, removed from this joyous movement, is at the bottom, not at the center of the universe. And listen to 13 through 15. See how from there the oblique circle that bears the planets on it branches off to satisfy the world that calls for them. Desire is the secret force of Dante's universe, which, like gravity, inextricably moves bodies, both atomic and cosmic. But in Dante's universe, the gravitational force that moves these bodies is desire for God. Two times in this introduction to the brightest celestial sphere, Dante calls out to us as readers to look up at the stars and consider, literally be with the stars, con siderus, how our longing for knowledge is a basic expression of our soul's desire to find union with the divine. Because here in the heaven of the sun, Dante the poet must begin the final phase of his ambitious project to bring together two aspects of his poetry that have so far provided only conflict, knowledge and desire. It is, of course, through Beatrice that he will most prominently merge these two themes. It is through Beatrice that Dante moves through paradise and into heaven of the sun. It is through his desire for her that he can see and learn what the souls in the sun will reveal. Lines 37 through 45. 
it is Beatrice who leads from good to better, so suddenly that her action has no measurement in time. Whatever I saw within the sun, how shining it must have been, for when I entered, it revealed itself not by color, but by light. Were I to call on genius, skill, and practice, I could not ever tell how this might be imagined. Enough if one believes and longs to see it. Dante's knowledge is limited not by his imagination, although his writing about it is so limited, and he tells us often how limited he, he is but his understanding can extend to where his faith and desire will carry him. Like the planets longing for God's vicinity as they turn their circles into ovals, so Dante's longing for Beatrice stretches his sphere of knowledge to the highest reaches of paradise. The wheels of the universe transform into a dance of blessed souls in heaven of the sun. As Dante finds himself the center of a circle of bright lights who dance joyfully around him and Beatrice in the center. And they pause as if inviting Dante to join them in their dance. The souls that Dante will encounter here have been transfigured into stars themselves, losing their human form for an indefinite image of pure light, sweet music, and sensual movement. Listen to lines 76 through 81. When, with just such song, these blazing suns had three times made their way around us, like stars right near the still and steady poles, they seemed to me like ladies poised to dance, pausing, silent as they listened, until they have made out the new refrain. And just who are these dancing ladies rotating like stars around the Earth's pole on a clear winter's night? These are the greatest philosophers and theologians of the Christian tradition. Most prominent of these is St. Thomas Aquinas, who welcomes Dante and lists out his companions in their order. His own teacher he names first, Albertus Magnus. Next, the medieval jurist Gratian. Then Peter Lombard, author of a standard medieval textbook. King Solomon, fountain of all wisdom. Mystical philosopher Dionysus the Areopagite. An early Christian apologist, Paulus Orosius. Boethius, author of the medieval bestseller, The Constellation of Philosophy. Isidore of Seville, author of the encyclopedic work that every medieval library held, The Etymologies. Bede, the historian of English Christianity and Richard of St. Victor, mystical philosopher of, from the French monastic tradition. And finally, scholastic philosopher Cigere of Brabant, whose presence here, despite his being condemned in life by the same Thomas Aquinas, attests to the necessity to reconcile competing philosophical theories in heaven. In Dante's attempt to resolve the competing motives he had of knowledge and desire, that have determined his poetry from the early days of the Vita Nuova until this moment, we recognize how Dante brought together his desire for Beatrice 
with this search for knowledge in creating the character of Beatrice in Paradiso, who, by her beauty and, most importantly, through her wisdom, brings Dante to greater knowledge and proximity to the divine. In the sun, Dante flips the script and converts these authoritative philosophers and theologians into images of desire, ladies inviting Dante to join their dance. Knowledge and desire are not terms in conflict, but instead they move together to the chords of celestial harmonies. In the heaven of the sun, Dante grows in knowledge and desire as he joins in this celestial dance. The canto ends with an extraordinary passage, unique in the entirety of the comedy. Dante adopts the erotic language of the Song of Songs to describe how the motion of these souls in dance brings him to an ecstasy of knowledge that escapes description, but not experience. Listen to these last lines, 139 through 148 of Paradiso 10. Then, like a clock that calls us at the hour, when the bride of God gets up to sing matins to her bridegroom, that he should still love her? When a cog pulls one wheel and drives another, chiming its ting-ting with notes so sweet that the willing spirit swells with love? Thus, I saw that glorious wheel in motion, matching voice to voice in harmony, and with the sweetness that cannot be known, except where joy becomes eternal. The canto began with the description of the universe as a perfect mechanism created by God, with God surveying with joy his creation from above. The canto ends with a similar mechanical description of the movements of a clock, perhaps the earliest recorded description of a mechanical clock in all of literature, that reduces the cosmic metaphor to a microcosmic simile of the inner workings of a clock. The bride and the bridegroom are together in their bedchamber as the clock tracks with its regular mechanical motions and sounds, the timeless integration of desire and knowledge. Paradise 10 concludes on this daring erotic note, and the pilgrim will now continue to even greater knowledge and joy in the heaven of the sun. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Torrey Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.